Yeah, welcome back to Work Bestie, the podcast where you talk about everything you discuss with your work best friend, a guide for 20 and 30-something-year-olds just trying to figure it all out. So, I haven't done a talk with Taylor in a while, but here I am. I have moved to the West Coast temporarily. I'm living outside Seattle for 13 weeks, three weeks down. Um, it's been great. I mean... I definitely thought I was going to be a lot more sad than I am. I was truly anticipating, like, really being homesick and missing my partner and um, my friends and normalcy and all that sort of stuff. And there are definitely days when I do. Um, I feel like I had my first kind of sad day the other day. Just some, like, when people you love are going through hard things that, all you want to do is be there, and I can't do that. Um, so I did have a kind of sad night the other night, but I'm really thankful and just, like, feeling really proud of myself for being out here and doing this, and I just am really, like, like I said, just proud of myself, and um, I really think that this is something, an experience, hopefully, that will inform my experience and other decisions I make in my life. And it was funny, I was talking to Shockley the other night, maybe yesterday, and I was like, we were just talking about funny things that you do in your life and, like, how you'll share that story in the future. So, like, thinking about having kids, like, how will I tell them about this experience and oh yeah, there was like this pandemic and um, mommy wasn't getting treated very well at her job. So she, you know, decided to do this other thing where she would travel different places and work there for a little bit of time and she was by herself. And, you know, just like how will that get shared? And obviously I think things get romanticized and like abbreviated. So it was just funny to think about that. But um, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. I could probably do another episode more specifically about travel social work. I think it's been really cool. I've been posting a fair amount on TikTok and really enjoy um, like informing people about travel social work. Like people don't know it's a thing. And I just think people need to know that there are other options where they can get like appropriately reimbursed for their efforts and, like, have new experiences. So I'm really excited for that. And just, like, it's fun to do education with people and, like, let them know about things. So I've really been enjoying it, putting out some content there, which I just think is so fun. Um, I've been doing some new things out here, which has also been really interesting that I can talk about more on on another topic. I need to kind of make a list of all the different things I want to talk about because I feel like sometimes it just turns into word vomit and it's a lot of different things. So um, I would also love if y'all have anything that you want to hear about, like please send me a message or a DM on the Instagram at workbestiepodcast because I want to talk about things y'all want to hear about. So Yeah, let me think about what to talk about. Let's see. 
I will pull up my list. I have this like long list that I go back to. Oops. Um, so let's see. I've been using this, um, website called Notion that I have liked a lot. It's pretty much like a task organizer and list thing. I wish it was a little more accessible. I'm not able to get on it on my work computer, so that makes it difficult to be able to use. Also, Trello is another one. That's actually where all my work bestie stuff is. Sorry, y'all. Should have been a little better prepared. I just recorded an episode, so everything's all hooked up and was just, like, in the mood. Okay. We can talk about... Well, I guess since the new year's coming up, we could talk a little bit about that. So, um... Let's talk about, like, New Year preparation and things like that. So, I know there's a lot of concern and, like, disdain sometimes for New Year's resolutions, but I am someone who totally believes you can start new any day, and I do that a lot, like... When I got out here, there were some, like, habits and rituals that I wanted to start doing. So I um, do my affirmations every day. I do it a different way here. Like, I have them written on note cards, and I put them in my bathroom. And every time I'm in the bathroom, I do them and say them out loud, do them in a certain order. So there are – I think you can start something new every single day. I still love new beginnings. I do. I love – a new year of birth. I love New Year's. I just really love all of that. So if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. That's totally fine. But it's something that I find a lot of value in. And I think other people do too, especially if you sometimes have a hard time like starting things. So I'm going to talk about my idea of like New Year's resolutions, goals, um, and starting new. So there's, of course, some statistic where, like, most people have given up on their New Year's resolutions by, like, January 8th or something, and I totally believe that. I think if you haven't, this is pretty, like, common knowledge in, like, the goal-setting, like, personal development world, but in terms of setting goals, there's some framework called SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, So it stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time sensitive. So let's think about a goal. So like, let's take my affirmations as an example. So specific, I'm going to do my affirmations once a day in the morning before I go to work while standing in the bathroom and saying them out loud. That's specific. Measurable. I said I'm going to do it once a day. So that's the measurement. Um, attainable. It's something that's realistic, something that I can do. And then time sensitive. I could just say like, I'm going to do this every day. Um, some other goal, like another example of a smart goal would be like, I want to have, um, a new job by March 1st. So you could get specific and be like, I want to have a new job working in tech sales, starting March 1st. Um, it's measurable. You're going to have a new job. It's attainable. It could, depending on your situation, could be attainable, um, realistic, and then time sensitive. You put a date on it. So 
there, what I usually like to do is kind of like break the goal down. So if I have a big goal like that, it's like, how do I make that realistic and attainable? So I would say I will apply to one job a day via LinkedIn, Indeed, whatever. And, um, cause you're not just going to like wake up March 1st and have a job if you're not applying to jobs. So it's like, how do you break that down and make it attainable? Um, uh, let me think I will. And you know, there has to be a lot of flexibility with this because things change, schedules get busy. So, but it's like, how do I keep this at the forefront and as something that I want to do? Um, in thinking about my goals for this upcoming year, um, I haven't sat down and thought about them specifically, but I do have certain areas that I want to create goals for one being the podcast and, um, everything that goes with that. I do have some personal, like professional goals, um, in terms of like my professional career, um, some goals with my business, some goals personally. Um, so I need to sit down. This is a good reminder to kind of sit down and solidify those things. Um, and something that I've done every year that I think is really powerful is I've made a vision board and some people think it's a little hokey and I did too when I first sat down and did it. But, um, I think there is so much power in writing down your goals, but also looking at them every single day. Um, the first time I did a vision board was 2019, like January, 2019. And I was like, okay, I want to, I really wanted to challenge myself. And I had done a lot of personal development between starting in 2019, like 2018 to 2019. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a vision board. I have always told myself I wasn't a runner, which is a self-limiting belief, and we can do a whole thing on those, but I had always told myself I wasn't a runner, and I was like, I'm just not good at that, but through my personal development and like reading a lot of books and listening to a lot of podcasts, I realized that was just something I had told myself, and it wasn't, like, being a runner is something that can change, and you're a runner by physically running. I don't have to run a certain time or run a certain race if you run, you're a runner. So I, um, told myself I didn't want to let that limit me anymore. So I was like, I'll run a half marathon in 2019. And then I was like, ah, that kind of seems like a little too easy, like not easy, but I was like, I really want to challenge myself. So I challenged myself to run a marathon. And I was like, this is so wild. Like I have literally never done anything like this. I haven't even, I think I had probably run one 5k. I was like, this is really going to push me. So I, uh, had a woman at work who work bestie is kind of based off of Jill, my, um, one of my work bestie inspos. And she had been running with this group of women through our local running shop and um, Ragged Mountain. Shout out to Ragged Mountain in Charlottesville. They're amazing. I even still order my shoes from them online, even though I'm in Seattle, outside Seattle. Um, And I was like, 
I want to, I'm training for this marathon, like, I want, and she was like, oh my gosh, do our running group, like, meet with Mark, he'll make you a plan, so I did all this stuff, and I just started, and I was like, I've never done this, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> like, but I've told myself I'm going to, and I trained and trained and trained, it was not easy or fun, but it had so many unexpected blessings, and I made some really amazing relationships with the women that I trained with. We would do our long runs together every single Saturday. It was like going to church. Like it was something I could totally count on and knew I was going to do no matter what. Scheduled like my whole schedule around my Saturday morning runs. And if I was working a Saturday, I would wake up super early and go do it. We would wake up at like, we'd be running by 5 a.m., you know, and to meet your goals, you're going to have to make some really significant sacrifices. And depending on what your goals are, like people aren't going to understand. Like I had so many people who were like, you wake up when? And I'm like, yeah, I know. And it's, it's okay to be misunderstood. You just have to be so reassured in your like plan and that this is something you want to do. And I think the other thing is when making goals, you have to make sure it's something that you actually want to do and are committed to, because if not, It'll be so easy to just stop doing it. Like, it's so easy to quit, but it's really hard to stay consistent. And I really, there are a lot, okay, there are a lot of lessons in this example. So I had a plan. I met with the coach. We made a plan. I had literally a step-by-step -step guide every single day, how many miles I was supposed to run from the beginning of the year through November 16th when I ran my marathon. Like I had 11 months worth of exactly what to do. I had a plan. I had accountability. I had all these women that I was running with. I told people I was running a marathon. Um, I would meet with these women every Saturday. All I had to do was show up and I knew I would get the miles in because we were all going to pull each other through it. Like we would run up to 22 miles on a Saturday, which was the most exhilarating feeling for it to be like 9 or 10 a.m. And you've I've run 22 miles before a lot of people have woken up. Like, it was just such a cool experience and something that I'm really proud of myself and increasingly more proud of myself for the further away I get from it. So I had a plan, I had accountability, and I had a date. Like, I picked the marathon that I was running and I knew this was the marathon I was running. And I literally ran towards that date because I was like, this is what I'm working towards. So those are ways to set yourself up to be successful. Accountability and not just accountability, accountability, like telling a friend, like these women were doing it with me. So we were doing the same thing. We were in it, doing it together. Like they would know if I didn't show up. A friend that I just tell I'm going to run a marathon doesn't know if I don't show up to my individual Saturday morning run. But I surrounded myself with people who were doing it with me, understood the struggles, knew how to support me, and it was the best. And we ran the marathon. It was a great experience. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mentally, running, a lot of things are mostly mental. And running a marathon is very much mental. Um, and I just really, really was so proud of myself. Um, and it was just such an amazing experience that we started training for another marathon. So from November to March, 
obviously it took like less time to train because we had all just like prepared to run it. I, actually, all the women I was running with were doing half marathons and I was doing a full marathon. Um, so we were preparing for a marathon that was supposed to be March 26th, <laughs> 2020. So you can imagine that that was canceled. It was also in New Jersey, so there was no way. But, um, and that's kind of where my running journey kind of paused for a little bit, but I told myself I was going to do this like big crazy thing. And like for someone who's never run running a marathon, I think is kind of like maybe doesn't seem very realistic or attainable, but I was really willing to like challenge myself and push myself. And it was just like the most amazing experience. I know I've said that like a hundred times, but to work so hard for something and to accomplish it was just really kind of proved to me that we are so much more capable than I think we give ourselves credit for. And I just, it's something I think I'll always be proud of myself for. And <laughs> there's this thing that Shockley and, I call, Shockley and I call going method man. And it's where when you're in a situation or you're like doing something. So like, for example, when I was in grad school, I was like so obsessed with academia. I was like, I'm obsessed. I want to, you know, come, I want to like go get a little experience, but then I want to come back and do my PhD or like go straight into my PhD. I had like published a paper, all these things. And I was like, so in for academia. And then I removed myself from the situation. I was like, oh no, I really like making a paycheck. Like, but I was, when I was in it, I was so in it, like so method man. And the way it relates to Shockley is he'll be like on a rotation and he'll be like, I'm obsessed with cardiothoracic surgery. I love it so much. Blah, blah, blah. I want to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. And then he'll like go to colorectal and he's like, oh gosh, I don't really like it. I don't love like cardiothoracic. Like that's just a random example. That's not even true. But it's like, we call it going method man where you like commit to the bit. Um, so I felt like I went so method man on running marathons. I was like, I'm going to run one in every state. I'm obsessed. I'm going to do another state. I had a friend um, growing up. Her dad ran a marathon in every single state. And when I was running my marathon, I was running beside a woman who was doing that as well. She was, like, wearing the T-shirt. So, and then it's like I get out of that situation a little bit, and I'm like, I really have no desire to run 50 marathons in different states. Like, such a cool accomplishment, truly amazing, but, like, not something I want to commit, like, 20 years of my life too. So going method man, that's kind of a phrase we use, but, um, there've been a lot of examples in my life where I've like gone method man. I think like the fact that I was an EMT and also working in trauma and working in the emergency department, like that's pretty method man. Um, so anyways, I, I think for goals, and I would be happy to, like, discuss goals with any of y'all if you want to, like, talk through goals or, like, how to set goals um, for the new year or just, like, at any point. It's something I love helping people with. Um, and I think it can it can truly change your life. Like, my vision board for 2019, um, my goal is to promote to regional vice president, become an EMT, and run a marathon. Those were all the big things on my vision board, and I did all of them because I looked at it every single day and it was at my forefront and I was ready to do it because I saw it every day and was reminded of it. Another strategy I do with goals is I kind of put sticky notes like all over the place and I have 
Right now I have a pretty significant financial goal that I'm going for and I uh, have sticky notes with the amount that I want to have saved by the date that I want to have it saved. So it keeps it at the forefront. So if I like, and I see like a cute shirt on Instagram that I get targeted for, it's like, nope, I would rather have this financial goal than do that. So it's keeping it at the forefront, keeping it on your mind. I'll write it on my planner. I'll write it everywhere. Um, I have it in my journal. like, a, And then I also do, for this specific goal, I do check boxes. So I made boxes for like incremental parts of it. And then every time I contribute a certain um, amount, like I fill in one of the boxes. So something so silly as coloring in a box, like... For every $500 I contribute, I get to color in a box. So I'm like, yep, I'm so motivated to contribute $500 that I will do that to be able to color in a box, which is hilarious. But it's like knowing what motivates you and like that's something that motivates me is doing that. Um, coloring in a box. Another thing is just have setting time aside and being flexible too. So if you're one of my goals for being out here in Washington is I want to journal every single day. And, um, there have been days where I like forgot or have gotten off my schedule and I will go back and journal for that day. So I'll look at my calendar, write down what I did that day. Remember how I was feeling. What was I proud of? Like things like that. So it's being flexible and not being hard on yourself when you maybe like miss a day or don't do something like it's all about progress, not perfection. And it's all about building habits. So one of my favorite books about habits is called Atomic Habits. And it has changed my life. Like, it's changed how I approach things. And I just would really recommend that to anyone who needs help with habits. I have other recommendations, too. Um, I'm working on a website, and we'll have a section for, uh, you know, books and podcasts and things like that that I love. So... Um, hang tight for that, but I just think that particular, um, book has a lot of good, like, tangible things like habit stacking, which is where you build habits on top of each other. So, for example, and then, like, doing one habit triggers the thought to do another one. So, in the morning, if I, like, make my breakfast shake every morning, but I want to add a prebiotic probiotic in but I, do, I like keep forgetting. It's like, okay, when I make a shake, that's when I take my prebiotic and just getting in that habit where it triggers it. So it's like, I kind of don't even have to think about it or every morning I brush my teeth. So what's something I can do when I'm brushing my teeth that will trigger the thought to wash my face. So if I want to start washing my face every day, when I brush my teeth, then I know to start washing my face right after because I've stacked that habit on top of the other one. Um, so those are just some little tips and tricks I use daily. I didn't really put a ton of thought in because I didn't know what I was going to be talking about. But those are things that come straight to the top of my mind. Um, and if you have any thoughts or want to send me a message, I would love to hear your thoughts on habits. I know um, we live in a world like in the personal development, like self-help lifestyle space where it's like, don't worry about what you eat and just do what feels good and all of those sorts of things. And I totally agree that like there's been a restrictive culture, I'm sure, that has caused so much damage and 
like, left a lot of people reeling with, like, dealing with a lot of things due to that. I think that to make changes, you have to do something different. And I think there are gracious, compassionate ways to make changes in your life. And I think it takes effort and intention, just like anything in life does. But I feel like I have a big emphasis on grace and trying again if things don't go the right way. So one thing I've been trying to work on is spending a lot less time on my phone and reading more. What I've realized is out here by myself is like, I live by myself. I don't really have a lot of friends. I don't really talk to a lot of people. I don't, I like will go to the gym and have been engaging in some activities after work, but I like don't have a lot of connection and social media is how I feel connected to people right now. So even though I'm spending more time on my phone than I'm happy with, I'm just trying to give myself grace because I think it's how I'm feeling connection. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm wasting all this time. I could be reading. I have all these books to read, but I'm being kind to myself and realizing, okay, we can be aware of that, but also be gracious in the fact that like, this is how you're connecting with people right now. So that is kind of my thought on that. I think it does take intention. Change is uncomfortable, but to get something different or to move forward, you kind of have to make yourself uncomfortable and be willing to hold yourself accountable in a gracious way and having space and grace for yourself. So that's what I'm learning. That's a little bit about goals. I'll do another episode at another point probably, but thanks for listening. And if you liked it or enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave a review. And my DMs are always open. Bye.